perfect. And tourists were saying, wow, you, you guys have it good. This is nice. It's, it's perfect for you, right? And the townsmen say, well, it's all good. We have hot water and cold water running at the same time. But there's one complaint. Like, oh, what is the complaint? He says, well, there is no soap spring. <laughs> well, <coughs> do we complain a lot? Or are we thankful for what we have? I'm reading from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, the Bible says, On the border between Samaria and Galilee, as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. So Jesus was traveling along this border of Samaria and um, he, like between Galilee and Samaria, Jews and Samaritans, um, Samaria and Galilee. So this borderline between two different people, and they are, so Jews and, and Samaritans, did they get along really well? They were enemies. They are enemies. So in this place, both groups of people live there because it's a borderline. Um, but we see the people that are here, the 10 people that came out, they're a special group of people. Who were they? The 10 men that came out to Jesus and couldn't come really close and talk to him afar were lepers, meaning there were sick people. And we know for sure one of them was who? A Samaritan. Samaritan. The rest were, we don't know. Some of them could be Jews, some of them could be Samaritans, some of, we don't know. We just don't know. So they were enemies, but when they got sick, they were, uh, they were kicked out from their own community, from the Jewish towns, from the Samaritan towns, like they all got kicked out, and they became friends because they are sick now. You're sick, I'm sick, so we are buddies. <laughs> they, they can't really discriminate each other because they all have this terrible disease called leprosy. Now, if you know, well, you know about leprosy. Leprosy is a really, really bad disease. And um, once you have it, the Bible calls it, you know the story of, of um, the, uh, what's his name, Naaman. Leprosy is not a good disease, and it's, it's incurable, according to the Bible. Like, is it incurable now? No. We have medicine for leprosy. Leprosy is caused by an infection with the bacteria called Mycobacterium leprae, that is the name, which is the same family as the bacteria that causes tuberculosis. So if you, if you know what tuberculosis is, it's the same family of bacteria that 
cause leprosy. So yeah, it's not easy to cure tuberculosis, but if you follow up, after some time, you can be healed. Same as leprosy, you can be healed. If you take medications, if you do it, you can. Just back then, there was no, there was no cure. Once you have it, you have it. And it takes about three to five years for it to develop and grow once, the, once you get infected. And it shows after. Now, what is the, what is the result? Your nerve system is, well, cannot feel anything. Therefore, you could lose your body part, your, your fingers, your limbs, your nose, your ears, and you just don't feel any pain. Um, that's what happens uh, to leprosy. Now, I just came back from Haiti, and um, well, there were no, no lepers, <laughs> but there were a lot of people who were sick, and um, for that seven days we were there for, <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> was that? Well, it's like, what, 95 degrees here yesterday, and today it's going to go up to what, about 99, 95, something. But the humidity level is pretty low here. But over there, it's not as hot. It's maybe like 80, about 90, 95 degrees. It's not as hot, but humidity level is like 100% humidity. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hot. But it's hot here, but once you step inside a building, it, once you're under the shade, it's instantly cooler. And if you come inside a building, we have AC. So, wow, you can relax and you feel good, and you can cool down. In Haiti, you can go try to find a shade. It's not cool. <laughs> it's hot. And if you get inside the building, it's even hotter because they don't have insulation. It's just one brick wall, no windows, <laughs> one brick wall, and there is no breeze because there aren't any, like, uh, hardly any windows, and the roofs are all tin roofs made out of metal. It traps all the heat. And all the people that come in, the body heat, it's all trapped inside. We, uh, last Sabbath, we went, to a, uh, we went to an Adventist church where the size is maybe like one classroom there. It's, it's pretty small, maybe like 700 square feet. It's pretty small building. And there were probably about 80 to 100 people sitting inside, like shoulder to shoulder. There's no room to move around. It's like all packed. No lights because there's no electricity. No lights, just natural lights coming from, just they just leave the door open and doors were open. So there was a little bit of light. No AC. And we were having communion because it's the last week of the quarter. Having communion. We were there for like four and a half hours. I was in my suit. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> Um, but one thing that I noticed about Haitians is that if we Americans go there, in 10 minutes, you'll be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm out of here. It was that hot. But they come every single week. And they're there, they're happy to praise God. And when, I, when we sing, you know, like we sing, right? They were singing like loud. They were all like, singing their lungs out, like shouting and, and praising God. 
when I say something, their amen was really loud too. Like, we had communion because of the communion. We had different things that we had to sing between. I think they sang, literally, not kidding, about 50 songs. No piano or a cappella. <laughs> but they were all happy. They were happy to be there. We all Americans were sweating. I'm like, oh, this, I, I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's what we were thinking. But they were all happy. And they were all content and praising God. Compared to that, we have it really comfortable here. But are we really thankful for what we have? Or do we try to find things that we complain about? Um, in this story, the story says that these people who had leprosy, they come to Jesus, and they cannot come too close to Jesus because if you have leprosy, you have to say unclean, unclean every time you go closer to people because you cannot make people sick by contact. Well, you don't get leprosy by just contact. It's bodily fluid or anything else that you can get, you can get infected. But just by going close, you won't. But because of they didn't have the proper cure, they just um, separated people. And if you have leprosy, you just have to go on on your own and you have to live on your own. But think about those people who never really had the contact of the other people. Like when we meet, like on Sabbath mornings, you shake hands, you give hugs and say, how are you? How was your week? And you talk and, you know, like that's all we do. That's human beings, social beings. We have to touch and communicate and talk. These leprous people, they cannot talk to their family members. They're not allowed to go see them. So can you imagine one year you live alone or you live with other people that have the same disease and you make friends with them, you become family with them. Two years pass by, there's no sign of you getting cured and you have no hope because nobody can be cured. There's no medicine. You just live alone until you die and just that's it, there's no more hope. Family members come to visit, like drop them food. It's not like they come and give you food like, like you know, face to face. They come to an area, they drop food, and they leave. And those leprous people will come and pick up the food and they will just go home and eat. And can you imagine, maybe three years pass by, five years pass by, friends stop coming to visit them. Family members come visit them less and less and less often the point where they don't really come anymore. And just because maybe some of them die, it's just too difficult. You know, it's just hard. Can you imagine what kind of things that they go through as, as someone who has leprosy? And they come hearing about Jesus, and 10 of them, so I, I guess they were all friends, whether they were Jews or Samaritans or whatever they were, whatever color they were, they all became friends because they are on the same boat. They all come to Jesus and says, and says, Jesus, they, they called out in a loud voice in a distance, stood at a distance, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. So what do they call Jesus? Jesus, what? Master. Have they ever met Jesus before? No. Never met Jesus before. Jesus doesn't have leprosy. And they are not allowed to go close to people who don't have leprosy. But they call Jesus master. What does that mean? 
They've never met Jesus, but they heard about Jesus. When you hear about something and you have faith, you know what? I hear Jesus can heal the blind. He can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. He can heal lepers. Maybe I can do the same. So they now have hope. The only hope. And they come as close as they can, still in a far distance. And they say, Jesus, Master, I don't know you, but I heard about you. Please have pity on us. So when we read the Bible, it just sounds like Jesus had pity on us, and Jesus says, okay, go show yourselves to, to the priest. But they were standing in a distance. When you talk with your friends, with your family members, face to face, you just talk with your normal voice. But if someone is, let's say, 50 yards away from you, you can't even, like, maybe you can recognize the face, but you are far away. Can you say, hey, dude, how are you doing? Can they hear you? Loud voice. So imagine this. Picture this in your mind. They're saying, Jesus, hey. That's what they're doing. Have pity on us. And like, what? What? What are you saying? <laughs> and Jesus Knowing them, what does he say? Go show yourself. And Jesus is not, okay, so you, Peter, go tell them something. He doesn't do that. He shouts with his own voice, saying, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, that's what Jesus said. He was shouting. He had pity on him, and he, that's what he was saying. But let's say, Let's say you get sick. You have a cold or you have something. You go see your doctor. The doctor examines you closely, checks your uh, blood pressure, checks your heart rate, checks your eyes, your tongue, whatever disease you have, whatever thing. Listens to your heart and say, you know what, you have this, so therefore take this medication or get this injection, and in a few days you'll be okay, or whatever procedures you need to go through, or like acupuncture or whatever that may be, right? But if your doctor says on the phone, like, oh, yeah, something, just, just go ahead and do it. I, I didn't see you. I didn't examine you. Just, just listen to me. Just go and do it. Would you feel happy? <laughs> your doctor didn't even see you, right? But that's the kind of treatment these people got. Like, they couldn't even go close to Jesus. All they had was that a far distance just one shout. Just go show yourself. Would you go? Did they have any kind of signs, any kind of evidence that they were healed? There was no evidence whatsoever that they were healed. You look at your, your limbs, you still have lost three of your fingers. You touch your ears, one of your ears is gone. Still there. You look at your skin, it's all dark and, and, and all like rotten away. You look at your leg, you look at your toes, all missing. There's no sign. You look at your friend, the eye, eyeball is all, all missing, all out. The hair is all fallen out. You see each other and it's just all like, well, what, what's the point of me going to the priest and show myself? If I were to go to, the, go to see a priest, I need to go to the town. And that means I need to go, you know, declare I'm unclean, unclean, and then do it. But there is no sign, 
but then what do they have to lose? So since they shouted out to Jesus and Jesus told them to go, even though there is no sign of healing, they decide to go. You know what? Let's go. Who knows? Some of them said, you know what? I don't want to go. I mean, like, Jesus didn't even come and he didn't touch me like some other people did. Jesus didn't even touch me. He didn't talk to me personally, make an eye contact. He just was out there like far distance and he said, go show yourself. I don't know if I should go. And some people say, you know what? I'm going to go anyways. Like, no, I'm not going. There's no way I'm going to go. Who knows? They maybe had a little bit of argument there. But they all decide to go. And do you think they'll be excited and they were running toward the priest at the beginning? Probably not. Like, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. And they decide to walk. I don't know how far they had to walk to see the priest. But they're walking. As they walk one step at a time, maybe one of them noticed first. Hey! Look at me. My finger's growing back. My ear. You know what? My hair is growing back. And as they take one step at a time, one more step, each step they got stronger. Each step they can see that they're being healed. Now they're all walking, maybe some of them dragging their feet. And when they see the signs they are getting healed, do you think they're walking? No, they'll be running. Like, yes, I'm healed. And they're all running. Can you imagine like 10 people racing? Like, okay, I'm going to see the priest first. Okay, you, look, my turn. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and I'm going to catch up and I'm going to be first one. They're all running except one. One person says, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. And he turns around and he comes back to Jesus. That's exactly what happened. They, did they have faith when they left to go see the priest? Did they have faith when they came to see Jesus, when they came to ask Jesus for healing? Yes. They have never met Jesus, but they had faith. They called him a master. And Jesus said, go show yourself. Even though there was no evidence, no visible evidence, they went in faith. They had faith. They had faith. Do you have faith, friends? If you hear the word of God, do you have faith to believe, yes, I'm going to be healed. I'm going to put everything aside, and this is going to be my first priority. Do we have that kind of faith? They have faith. That's why they were healed at first. Reading from a commentary, Calvin's commentary, volume 32, says, Above all, it is too common a disease that when we are urged by strong necessity, we seek God. But when we have obtained our wishes, ungrateful forgetfulness swells up that following of uh, pity. Thus, poverty and hunger beget faith, but abundance kills it. When we are in need, when some of your family members get sick, 
we get desperate, we pray, God, please answer. Please help us, we pray. But when that prayer is answered, we, ungrateful forgiveness swells up. And the feeling that we had, that, that desperate need that we had, is met, need is met, and we forget God. We forget to thank God. That's exactly what happened to these ten men, except for one. But only one man came to thank Jesus. How often do we make the same mistake? We pray, for, we pray to God, and God answers our prayers, and we are so happy, we are so grateful that something was, was um, answered. And then we forget to thank God. Now, how many of you pray before you start eating? We all do, right? We all say grace before we eat. How many of you pray after you're done eating? <laughs> None of us, right? Oh, Tata. <laughs> so she had her hand raised. I personally don't pray before, after I'm done eating. I come from the culture where we, we don't really pray. We pray before, but not after. But I met one person. I met a lady. I saw her praying before she started eating. After she was done, she put her spoons and forks down, and she prayed. And I'm like, what are you doing? That well, I just thank God for a good meal. I thought that was a good idea. Maybe we can do that too. I'm not forcing you to do because I can't do that myself. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I saw that lady do it, doing it, and I thought that would be a good idea too. Think about it. Um, but this guy was a Samaritan came back to thank Jesus. Now, question. How much money do you need to bring to thank Jesus? How much money did he bring to Jesus to thank him? Nothing. What sacrifice do you need to make to thank God? Nothing. All you have to do is just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. That's all it takes. We don't need to bring a lot of things. Yes, God has set up the, the system of offering so that we can give thank offering, but that's not required. That's not required. You can voluntarily do that, and God is glad and happy to do that, accept your gift and help others as well. But just like this man, God does not need your money. All he needs is for you to be grateful and show yourself your gratefulness. But we forget that all the time. We forget that all the time. I don't know about you, but I do. <laughs> I do. Councils on Health, page 349, says this. Now, before I read that, let me just say this. So 10 people were healed. One people came and thanked Jesus, right? So what healed those 10 people? Is it their faith? Agree? Yeah. They had faith, and faith healed them. But let me read this and, and catch this. Listen. For the sake of this one man, 
talking about the Samaritan man who came to thank Jesus. For the sake of this one man, who would make a right use of the blessing of health, Jesus healed the whole tent. Did you get that? Jesus healed the whole tent, man, because of who? This one person who would make the right use of the blessing of health and who came back to say thank you. What does that tell us? We are all sitting here comfortably with health. You can see, you can hear, you can eat, you can stand up, you can walk around. We are sitting here enjoying the blessing, the benefit of life because of maybe someone else's prayer. I'm sitting here because my mom was praying for me, because my friend was praying for me, because someone else thanked God for me. I am still upright and standing around and walking around. Did you get that? All the other nine people didn't know that they were healed because of the other guy, the Samaritan guy. Maybe they were mocking. Maybe they were enemies before. But because of him, they were healed. Now, do you want to contribute to your family members, to your church, to your society? What can we do? We can be thankful to God. And by doing so, God can bless nine others. Or maybe the whole church because of your prayer. So if you pray, if you thank God, God not only blesses you, but your whole family, your whole church, or your country. Do you want to contribute? Let us be thankful to God for whatever we have. And let us show our gratitude to God because that's what heals us. That's what helps us. If you read the Bible, it's quite interesting. Verse 17 says this. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? The word is what? Cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Some other translation says, your, your faith has saved you. So I looked up the word different. Now the word cleansed is different than word healed. But the word healed in verse 19, or made you well, or saved, healed, that word is the exact same word as saved. What does that mean? Nine people were cleansed, but one person is saved. You get the difference? Nine people were cleansed. They were cleansed of their leprosy, but one person, this person is healed, which is the same word as saved. His soul was saved by thanking him. Do you want to be cleansed or do you want to be saved? The difference is, would you come back to God and thank him for what he has done? Well, we talked about this hot weather. It's hot and there are a lot of things we can find things to complain about. Maybe you got pulled over and got a ticket. Um, maybe something bad happened. Maybe you had a bad day. Maybe something at work or at school or something. 
But at the same time, we can find things to praise God for. Can we not? Yeah. Marty Baden was a poor politician traveling. He didn't have a lot of money, so he, went to, he checked into a cheap motel for that night. And that night, his shoes got stolen. He got so upset, like, God, and he was blaming God, like, God, why did you allow someone like me, a poor person, to, uh, for my shoes to be stolen? Like, he was complaining, like, I'm so angry, so mad at God. And he talked to his friend, like, he, and his friend lent them an old pair of shoes so he could wear them. And he said, let's go to church. So they went to church because it was, it was maybe a Sunday or something. They go to worship. So they went to church, and he still had this bitterness in his heart, like, oh, I lost my shoes. Someone came and stole my shoes. And he went to church, and he saw a man sitting there praising God. He was in tears, but he had no legs. And at that time, when he saw this man without legs, praising God in tears, he broke down and said, God, I'm so sorry. I complain for the shoes, but you have given me legs. So if we try to find things to be thankful for, we can always find things, things to be thankful for. Just like the people in Asia, Haiti, Haitians, they were very, very thankful for anything they got. All we gave out was like some vitamins, some tums, some medicine. Like it's not like you have like a really, really nice hospital facility where they can come in and be admitted and have like go to MRI and check, do the operation. No, it's just maybe 15 minutes visit with a doctor, doctors who are not really, really doctors. If those doctors, they were doctors, if they come and come here and practice, they will all be fired. <laughs> They'll be sued because they're not doctors. They don't have license. They are basically nurses, medical students, or even someone like me. I have no medical background. I just went and talked to the people and said, like, okay, what's your problem? <laughs> and like, I have a tummy ache. Oh, you know, vitamin or something. I just gave them those. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> but they were thankful. <laughs> and I even pulled a tooth. Like, well, uh, I'm not a dentist. <laughs> but I did that. So it's just, yeah, in a bad weather, poverty, like the, the poorest country that I've ever visited, the, the level of poverty that you see in Haiti is just unimaginable unless you are there, you see it yourself. They eat their meal and they don't know when their next meal is going to come, literally. And you're eating peanut butter sandwiches every single day. One peanut butter sandwich, and one granola bar. Maybe if you get lucky, maybe a couple of chips. That's what you get the whole week, the whole mission team. That's what we got. But people who are sitting there, they were sitting there from like 9 a.m. until like 5 p.m., 3 p.m., all day long just to be seen. Did they have breakfast? I don't know. Did they eat lunch? No, because they were sitting there the whole day. And we were eating this peanut butter sandwich that I'm not going to be eat, eating peanut butter sandwich for the next year because I had this whole week and I don't like it anymore. <laughs> but those people were hoping that if I could get a bite of that peanut butter sandwich, I'll be so happy. That's the kind of look that you get from the people that are sitting there. They felt so bad 
There are some people who are pregnant, a lot of people that are pregnant, and with little kids, they're breastfeeding, and I don't know when they had their last meal. So I will go and give them my granola bar or something, like piece of fruit or something to them. And the kids, okay, if you, I don't know if you'll, if you'll make someone happy or just jump up and down for joy if you give them like a all melted and all squished granola bar from your pocket. But they were so happy to get that. So we have it really, really luxury here. And we still find things to complain. But this Samaritan man was very thankful. So my question is that, do you have faith as these lepers? Would you make that, would you make the word of Jesus your priority? Would you run for it? And when we do, when we have that kind of faith, Jesus can heal us. But Jesus healed all 10 because of that one person who was grateful. Would you be that one person? Would you contribute to bring salvation, bring healing to other people around you because of your thankfulness, because of your prayer? Keep in mind, you can pray for this church. And who knows, because of your prayer, this church will be protected. Who knows, because of your prayer, your family members can be protected. Not, not, let alone, you will be saved. But most of all, those who are benefited from other people's prayers, they are cleansed, but not saved. Those of you who pray and be thankful will be saved. I pray, how many of you want to be saved, not just cleansed? And I pray that God sees all of you with your hands up. And I pray that God will heal us and save us. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, you have given us so many things, so many blessings that we cannot even count. But Lord, we are so good at finding things to complain about. Lord, we pray that you will help us to look back, help us to find things to be thankful for. And Lord, we pray that you will grant us faith so that we will make you our first priority and help us to be thankful for what we have. Just like this Samaritan man was able to extend his thankfulness to nine other people to be cleansed, use us, use our prayer, listen to our prayers, listen to our thankfulness, and do some good to the people around us. But Lord, most of all, we pray that you will save each and every one of us because of our thankfulness. Give us faith, give us thankfulness. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up so we can continue on.